When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. Kyle Bailey is an accomplished executive leveraging 15 plus years of cross industry expertise in startups, executive leadership, and franchising. Currently chief executive officer of Nuvenaire Global, a privately held company offering patented vehicle cleanliness solutions and revenue generating platforms to the automotive and transportation industry across the United States. Tonight, Kyle kicks real knowledge on this passionate episode of Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership. This is straight talk you won't hear anywhere else. I'm Galen Bingham, and this is the Whiskey, Jazz, and Leadership Podcast. Cheers. That's a reoccurring theme for you, man. You got to go through it to get to it. And I love that. I love that. If you guys are taking notes, that's tweetable, man. That's tweetable. <laughs> you need to hashtag. Hashtag your show. Uh, yeah, man, you're doing a good thing. And you deserve the spotlight, man. Putting two people that would have never talked. We would have never. We would have been going on with our lives, man. You introduced that to me. And I'm forever blessed to be on this show because you're a blessing. You're a ripple effect, man. You're a disruption. You're a rock in a pond. The ripple keeps going, you know, and we don't even know that we have that effect or that power around those, you know, those people around you. But there's people listening right now. They're hearing our conversation and they feel empowered. They feel motivated. They feel like, okay, I'm not alone. And you're not. There is great things around you. But if we focus on the wrong, we focus on the negativity, we focus on political right now, if we focus on the things that are happening, that's what our world becomes. But there's so much more beyond that. And oh I truly my. believe that. Oh my, that is that is so true and, and such at the core of a lot of the work that I'm doing right now. And that is thinking about what you're thinking about. Because I think you said this earlier, that if you wake up and you think that you can't, you're absolutely right. You can't. If you wake up in the morning thinking, well, I can, well, then you're absolutely right. You can. But mindset really sets the pace for everything oh, that you're doing. And if we're not thinking about what we're thinking about, the world is going to seduce you into being negative. The world can't do it. Okay. <laughs> the world can't do it. And that's what's teaching you. The world can't do it. Not you can't do it. And I'm talking to everybody that's listening. It's not that you can't do it. The world's telling you you can't do it. You know why? Because the world doesn't want you to do it. 
The world doesn't want you to learn. The world doesn't want you to open up. The world doesn't want you to find something bigger. But there is. And that's true. Hashtag, you can tweet that too. <laughs> <laughs> Here's uh, my vulnerability here, man. Yeah, man. I Appreciate would absolutely it. follow you if you were the CEO of my company. I would be like, dude, how hard do you want me to hit that wall? You've uh, got this energy uh, about you that is infectious. I often tell my clients that the aspiration of leadership is mm. to get people to believe that it's possible. Where does that come from for you? Because you can't be an entrepreneur looking for the formula because there is no formula. You just gotta believe. <laughs> Listen, I receive your compliment. That's something I'm working on right now is, for me, I'd rather have my team be on stage and I wanna be behind the curtain. I don't want the limelight. I know what, like, I know what I used to do to get the limelight and that's something I don't want anymore because there's humility that does happen when you start to swing a different way. And to watch the success moments of learning with my team to watch things happen that they feel that they've invested in, it's actually become out. To me, that's the reward. It's not, hey, guys, come praise me. I, I don't even want that. So like with one of my really good, strong brothers, I just call him a brother. You know, uh, sometimes brotherhood is stronger than blood, uh, especially if it's under the kingdom. He, he said, you got to start receiving those compliments. So I'm going to say on the mic, he'll know who's who I'm talking to. I'm going to receive your compliment. I really appreciate that, man because it's hard for me to receive that. But it's a gift to you if I receive it. So I get it. You know, for me, it was, it was that moment. It was that moment I fell on my knees and I realized I was a lot smaller than I really was. And this world needs more God. This world needs more bigger than the world. This world right now needs a lot more love and a lot more transparency. And the biggest tool for me personally was to figure out, I don't have to be that. I don't have to be that. People are sheep already. I got to be a shepherd. Right. And if I'm going to be a shepherd, I got to own my staff. I got to own the things that I believe and not be scared that somebody's opinion of it, it's not going to influence or change my personal belief of it. And it's a very difficult spot to get to. But when you can get to that spot, there's this fine tune. And I know we got to talk about jazz, but this fine tune, this fine tune that just happens in your life that will always become a balance that you are you, you're best as you, not best as the world tells you to be. Mm. There's a Hall of Fame speaker. His name is Dr. Willie Jolly, and he's been speaking for 150 years, and he's been at the top of the game for 150 years. <laughs> and I had an opportunity to meet him at a conference right when I thought that I was going to be the next Les Brown. And or there was this new kid on the block, Eric Thomas, and then Willie Jolly, and he's right there. And uh, he said something in that conference, and I had an opportunity to talk to him again a couple of weeks ago. And I told him that what he said in that conference really changed my whole perspective on things. And it's in alignment mm. with what you just said. I found that no matter how good I got, no matter how much I studied, no matter how much I practiced, I was not going to be as good as Les Brown at being Les Brown. That bar was just so high. And, and that bar for being the next Willie Jolly, oh my God, it's just, yeah, you see it up yeah. close. When you see that up close, oh my Lord. One of the things that he said, he said, you've got to find your own voice. Oof. And instead of being a cheap imitation of whatever else 
you got to find your own voice. And at that point, I decided that uh, I was going to put in an application for being the next Galen Bingham. And wouldn't mm. you know they were taking applications? And I got the job. <laughs> I got the job. Yeah. I still got to put in some work. But man, that, that position was wide open. You know, it doesn't pay quite as, quite as well as Les Brown, but it's pretty good. The point that I got from that, and like I said, I shared this with Willie jo- Dr. Willie Jolly, and he, he kind of gave me the nod that I got, I got the lesson, is that you have to know what you're here to do. And this is different than your why. Everyone talks about finding your why, and I think that that's important, but this is about how can you find your want to? I mean, we all can do anything that we have to do. If you're a father, if you're a parent, if you're a husband, whatever, you're going to do anything you have to do. But what's that thing that you want to do? And if you don't do it the way you do it, you might leave a hole in the universe. What's that thing for you? And when did you find it? You know, I know that not everybody is spiritual, but listen, I wasn't either, which is the amazing thing that God crafts a broken man as stubborn as I was and gives me an opportunity to even be talking on your show like this. It's, it's Matthew 516, you know, that, that was my life verse is, you know, I got to be light. I got to be light. So my fellow brothers and sisters see what I'm doing and they can praise my father in heaven. And to me, if I live that, which I don't, because I fail miserably every day, that will always lead me down that path. Man, I love what you said. I love what you said because it's the truth. Listen, your why, everybody talks about the why. I think it's like a clinical thing more than it is a real thing. You know, like it's like a flint stick on a dynamite. You know, the dynamite is you. When you can find your ability, own yourself and believe. You remember the movie, The Substitute? The principal said something in that movie that always stuck with me that means so much more now. And it was like in the context, though, he had the paddle behind him. The guy comes up and he's like, the power perceived is the power achieved. The power perceived is the power achieved. If you say that to yourself, the power perceived is the power achieved. If you really believe it, you will achieve it. And it sounds so cheesy because I remember hearing stuff like that. Oh, come on. You know, that's what you're going to give me. But no, it's the truth. If you really, if you believe that you're not worthy, if you believe that you don't deserve, if you believe that you're not a good leader, if you believe that you can't do it, if you believe that your grades aren't good enough to get into college so you're not worthy of even having a job, if you believe all the things that the world and the people that teach us teach us, then you will become it. But if you take all that away, and that was a moment for me, was when all that came away, all we got ripped off and there was a vulnerability there that I am smaller than that. I'm smaller than him. I'm smaller than, than everything that I thought I was trying to become. You just got to own you and you got to wash all that away first. Mm. All the negative things that, you know, maybe a bad parent has taught you, all the things that maybe a bad babysitter has taught you, all the things that boyfriend, girlfriend, it could be both ways, you know, has taught you, erase it, remove it because that's not you. And we were meant to be bigger and more beautiful mm. and more powerful than, than what our world is teaching us right now. And that's a scary thing is you got so much influence in social media. You got so much influence in what we're supposed to be coming. You got so much influence. It's stupid, man. You know, for me, it's, it's that quiet moment when nobody's around and nobody 
has influence that I get to quiet myself and just be. Take a deep breath in. You are good as you. If you got breath in your lungs, you are capable of doing something great. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up. You need to say that one more time. Say that again. If because you got breath in your lungs, you are capable of doing something great. That sounds so similar to um, a talk that I've given several times in that I believe we were each designed to be the greatest in the world at something. Mm. And therefore, your life's mission is to find your thing so that you can get on with celebrating being the greatest in the world. The world wants you to be average. The world makes money on average. You <laughs> find success. You make money on being the greatest in the world. And so the world wants you to be average, but you were designed to be the greatest in the world at something. And that has to be true. It has to be true. If it weren't true, what would be the purpose of, of a Galen Bingham if I'm just another version of Kyle? There would be no need for me, right? The fact that there is a whole nother person with different experiences, with different educations, with different friends, with different whatever, that means it's my responsibility. As uh, my brother would say, it's my God ordained responsibility Ooh, to yeah. be the greatest yeah. in the world at something. I've got to find that thing. Do you realize right now, you being you makes people greater? So think about that impact. Think about that disruption. You being you makes people greater. Doesn't make other people you. You're not trying to be Jackie Robinson. You're not trying to be these other heroes, which are great influence to learn from. You are being you. And because you're you, you're making people greater. You guys hear the kind of folks that listen to this podcast? I'm going to break one of my rules here on the show. I'm going to break <laughs> one of the rules right here, first time, because the name of the show is Whiskey jazz and leadership. And we've talked about whiskey, boy, you gotta appreciate the whiskey game we're bringing here. You know, we hit that leadership space pretty hard, but yeah. instead of jazz, I wanna talk about some blues because you got some, you gotta pay homage to B.B. King and the blues, but you said Stevie Ray Vaughan. Now, Stevie Ray Vaughan is one of my secret pleasures. That dude, I didn't get the opportunity to see him live. There's a couple of, YouTube videos of him playing with the thing behind his back. Tell me a little bit about why you listed him as being one of your favorite musicians. And, and how does that fit into this, you know, this conversation that we have? And you've just shared this conversation we're having about being your own, sitting in your own space and being your own person. How does this, how does that fit into that? So what if Hendrix, didn't decide to do what he did on stage, okay? What if Stevie Ray Vaughan was taught to play the guitar in front of him and he never put it behind his back? This guy broke the discipline, changed the game. He disrupted the string playing, man. You know, I mean, he is just a different breed. And it didn't matter where the guitar was on his body, whether it was upside down, behind his back, behind his knee. It never missed a beat, a note. And when he had to come back to the microphone, he always stayed in the pocket. It's just, it's incredible to watch, not let alone listen. You know, I think that sometimes jazz music and blues music, I mean, it's for your pool hall, it's for your shuffleboard table, you know, and just becomes this background ambiance. 
But that's not what jazz music and blues music is, man. There's soul. There's a story. When you get to watch somebody play and you're fascinated by what the heck he's doing on stage, that was Stevie Ray Vaughan. It was bizarre to watch. It was beautiful to listen to. And it was disruptive to the industry. Can't ask for anything better, man. He was pretty awesome. I, I had my one, uh, my one Stevie Ray Vaughan album that I just played on the loop. Uh, it wasn't until I hit like I said, YouTube and started watching him perform oh, because crazy. as amazing as he is to listen to, to watch him do those kinds of things with almost, uh, I want to say almost a disdain for the rules of how it's supposed to be done. We talked about that earlier. You know, folks get locked into how this is supposed to be done. He almost appeared as if he was doing as uh Miles Davis said he learned everything he could and then he forgot everything he learned and he just showed up. Miles Davis, you got to say Miles Davis, though. That's your guy, right? <laughs> I mean, Miles dude. Davis. Tell me what you loved about Miles Davis. I think it's that admiration for those who came before him, but this courage to stand in his own shoes. And I say courage because I, I think leadership is about courage. Leadership is about doing what's right because you believe it's right, regardless of the personal sacrifice. I don't know. I just keep coming back to Miles as the personification of that. Uh, another favorite quote of his and another great interview that you got to listen to is Tamara McMillan. She loves this quote by Miles when he said, anybody can play. The notes are just 20%, but 80% is the attitude of the dude holding the horn. And for me, that that's life, right? Anybody, yeah, any yeah. of us can yeah. breathe in and breathe out. Yeah, that's living. If you breathe in and breathe out, you're living. And if you don't breathe in or you forget to breathe out, you're not living anymore. But it's the attitude that you do this life with. You threw a tough one out. I mean, he was uh, an innovator of his time, you know, through difficult times, right? Think of the challenges he went through to even get people to listen to him. It's a beautiful thing, man. If, if we can grab anything in this earth, we got we to gotta look back at those people mm -hmm. and we got to say, what did they have? OK, and if that leads you to I need to be Kyle Bailey, then music is a great journey and a great extension to I need to be Kyle Bailey. Mm -hmm. If that's what it takes, because the people that we're throwing around on this call right now were innovators. They were disruptors. They were leaders of their time. <laughs> they didn't listen to what needed to be done or how things were supposed to be done or the rule book. They broke the rules, but they changed the game. I'm going to let you in on a secret that uh, perhaps uh, no one around you has shared with you, but this business that you have, you're not, that's not supposed to be a business. You're cleaning automobile, you're cleaning air, but you're making this into a, a real business. Tell me more about that. Listen, it, long story short, my wife got to weather a lot of my manic times figuring out the solution. And if you look at kind of our staple product, you're looking at a couple years, couple hundred years of heroic rescues from all types of stuff. And knowing and kind of consulting through the business and in the auto industry is time is money. And so how do I take 200 years of science and I speed it up to create efficiency and apply this product equally across the entire cabin space. That was the challenge when I first got this project. And I'll tell you, so uh, I'll be transparent. I'm on your show and you get to bring it out in the best of us. So 
It was a coffee frother, man. I mean, after all this frustration, after buying this this company, after my partner pushing me through the fires, because that's what good partners do. It was my wife saying, you know, Kyle, go back. Why don't you go back to consulting where you're making money? I was like, no, here's my Breitling. I don't need it. Here's my country club. I don't need it. Anything for you guys, I got to protect, right? I don't want you guys to feel it. You eventually find this, this equilibrium of nothing can get in your way if you believe that there's a solution. And there's a solution to every problem. I mean, full transparency, I feel like I, I blinked at that moment when I stuck it in and watched this dry hygienic gas go through all over the car and it smelled great. It was clean. And then patent attorneys around me. And then all of a sudden we have global patents and it's just this incredible journey. But I had to believe that I had it in me. And you know where I'm at now is I believe that if there's six feet of dirt on top of me, and if I haven't completed what God wants me to complete, I bet you I'm pretty good. I, I feel that way. I would convince him to come back and finish the mission, whatever the mission is, you know, kind of thing. And so just having that mentality, man, has led this company to blossom into something greater. You know, we're, we are disrupting the auto industry. We're disrupting the transportation industry. There's a reason why every rental company has signed a national agreement with us since August, because you know, we want to give their customers the best experience. We don't want them to waste money on trying to accomplish that because you know there's a lot of false promises and snake oil out there. And when you can open a door and believe and understand the truth behind, hey, there is no COVID in this car. If they adapt to our whole product, you know, products and in our programs, this feels great for us. That that is awesome. We want to be able to give a healthy retreat, regardless of the transportation, to that person and that commute. So uh, there is no industry, there is no transportation piece that we won't touch. And I firmly believe that Nuvenair Global will be the certification and vehicle health standards across the globe. Wow. Well, th- this has been an absolute amazing conversation. And dude, I just, I am so flattered and honored that any of the conversations I've had in the past piqued your ear enough to say, how do I get on that show? Because this has been amazing. You know, one of the things I promised to my listeners is that you would leave, that our guests would leave them with a parting toast, some parting advice, uh, some some wisdom that they can take with them. What would be some some advice that you would offer to anyone who's been listening to these two episodes where you've just been dropping bomb after bomb, wisdom point after wisdom point? What would you leave them with? Listen, I think it's the nature of what you pulled out too because of the leadership position that you put in the chair. So I don't want to I don't want to take it away from you because this has been a synergy that has developed between this conversation. That's what good people do that find their equilibrium. You got to go through to get to and the power of believe is achieved. So if you believe it, you will achieve it. I promise you. There's nothing that can get in your way. And people do business with people. Surround yourself with the best people. If you look around you and you are the best in the room, if you are the best in the room, then you better check your friends. Now, if you are like you, where you're surrounded by astrophysicists and all these other, then you are in the right spot, my friend. You are in the right spot. Lead, 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 lead the best people. Uh, And when you can find the the, uh, passion and the discipline to just settle yourself from yourself. It's not just about you. It's not about the world. It's about something bigger. Everybody will tap into something that is great. 
And if you got breath in your lungs, breathe, my friend, and pursue on. Keep marching on. This is not the end. Oh my gosh, that that's a great place to end. And this, because we need to uh, toast this out so I can finish enjoying and, and remember what I enjoyed so much about Blanton's because this has been almost as magical as this conversation. So uh, uh, thank you for that, Kyle. Yeah, thank you. For that, cheers, man. Cheers. Yeah, cheers, man. I love your show. I love what you're doing. And you are making people better. Receive that. Until next time, take care. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.